With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Papas and Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome, everyone. This is Unleashed by BetMGM, the king of sports books. I always love saying that. Another completely unpredictable, wild, weird week in the NFL. Oh my gosh. Superman returns. Cam Newton is back in Carolina. And it was like he never left. His clothes also are as amazing as ever. His pregame fit, his postgame fit, it all works. The Packers beat the Seahawks for the 10th straight time at Lambeau Field with two future Hall of Famers on the field, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and the Packers pitched a shutout. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a single touchdown, which is crazy, but just watch. We're going to forget all about this whole vaccine gate soon enough as they keep marching their way to Los Angeles to play in the Super Bowl this February. Mark my words, Giannis Papas, what do you think? Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown. It takes about a week for the ivermectin to kick in, so he's still (laughs) feeling some effects. And the COVID, so the zinc and, and the ivermectin take a little while. Also, I'd just like to say to BetMGM, I want to put you on notice. I think we should start calling you the queen of sports books. Yes. Stop representing the patriarchy. <laughs> you are the queen of sports books. I love it, Giannis. I love it. You are one for the women. You are a man for the women. I love it. So also this weekend, the New England Patriots completely blow out the Cleveland Browns. Don't look now, but the Pats are getting hot at just the right time. I like watching that team. And yes, speaking of hotties, and Giannis, I don't mean your big night out with John Stamos this weekend. Woo! Your guy, Jimmy G, proved don't count the 49ers out just yet. They had a big win over the Rams that somehow, against all and any odds, you called it. How? It that's the beauty of betting, <laughs> OHD. Uh, Sometimes you just you you want to win big, you have to bet big and go for the dog. And I went for the dog, and <laughs> is that as good as uh Dan Arlovsky's? Whoa, that was good. That kind of freaked me out. That caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was really good. Yeah. So yeah, now the Rams have three losses. They're plus 800 to win the Super Bowl, by the way. That's on BetMGM. And this week, we have a great guest who knows a thing or two about a championship caliber team. It's two-time Super Bowl champion, former New York Giants running back Brandon Jacobs. He'll be joining us in just a bit. Brandon Jacobs was part responsible for giving me two of the greatest nights of my life. We're going to talk to him all about those games against the Pats. Also, it's going to come all together because the G-Men have Mr. Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers on Monday night. So to preview that and the other games on this weekend slate, we also got our guy, my guy, Peter the Greek Andrews coming up at the end of the show. So uh, he's got the best betting advice as we try to win some cash money. But, you know, he may want to take my betting advice because it's official. Your boy won this past weekend. And OHD, I apologize again. You're not going to want to be friends with me after this outro I read for you. But you'll have to pay up once again in punishment picks. You know, I think it's okay. I don't think anyone listens that far on the show anyways, right? The very end, I don't think they're listening. I know two people that don't, and that's your mom and Sam's mom. They yeah. stop. <laughs> I just say, mom, just leave it alone at the end. But I really, I've got to get my act together. I can't keep losing to you, my friend. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not alone in someone who's losing to you and to the man. Someone else who may want to listen to your advice is our Bad Beat winner of the week. Bad Beat of the Week. It's Joe Marino. This has to qualify. It was a missed extra point in regulation, a missed field goal, and two fumbles in overtime and lost on a hook in the Steelers game. So I am so sorry, Joe Marino, that busted your parlay and you are our bad beat winner of the week. But it's all good, my friend. You get $100 credit at BetMGM to try again next week. Make sure you submit your bad beat at BetMGM on Twitter. Okay, on Twitter, and we will get you your money in BetMGM credit. Okay, Giannis, now it's time for us to go off on one topic we feel passionately about this week. Let's unleash. It's time to unleash. Olivia, my beloved OHD, you know I love the NFL, (laughs) okay? I love football. I love having this job because I get to tell my wife I have to go to work and I watch football. Yeah. I literally will watch any single game. And this weekend proved that because we have some straight dumpster fires. What a week we had on Sunday and Monday. The Cowboys blew out the Falcons 43-3. The Bills straight roasted the Jets 45 Seven. I fell asleep during that game. The Chiefs cooked the Raiders 41-14, and the Patriots embarrassed the Browns 45-7. This game was so bad that CBS apologized, literally, to everyone <laughs> and went to a different game in the third quarter. The third quarter! That's plenty of time left on the ticker. <laughs> there really needs to be a rule, I believe. If you're up 38 points, that's the game. That's it. Instead of a red flag, a coach just needs to throw a white flag. Because it's a wrap, Bubba's. It's over. Just go to another game. Some of these teams need to be regulated just like in in soccer. This is what I really think. 
If you're the worst team, uh, your coach played dead lasso in the CFL the following season, and you need to work <laughs> your way back up to the NFL. That's right. They should send whole teams down. Just like players in baseball get sent down to the minors, the Jets should be sent down. But what really drives me crazy is why are starters still in the game when we're in garbage time? Do coaches have fantasy football teams? I don't get it. Because, you know, baseball has their unwritten rules, and so should the NFL. Because these guys are still in there playing at top speed, and these are some of the top Mm -hmm. players. And, you know, they're playing in meaningless minutes. And in a game like football that's so violent, uh, you could get somebody hurt. And it's happened plenty of times. And that's the coach's fault. A few years ago, Gronk broke his forearm late in a game of a 59-24 blowout against the Colts. Belichick was running up the score on teams like it's a bonus in his contract. I don't get it. James Conner suffered a shoulder injury late in a game that was out of reach was when he was with the Steelers. And all weekend I saw it, including Monday Night Football, Matthew Stafford was still playing in the game down 30 with five minutes left. Same with Josh Allen and the Bills when they were winning. What are we doing? Get those fucking guys out of there and give them some chunky soup on the bench. Okay? (laughs) I've had enough of this. Dude, these coaches, they're so paranoid about losing their jobs. They keep their stars in because of some improbable comeback that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Put your stars on the bench and that's it. I've unleashed. Okay, Giannis, that was great. I agree. It's just not safe. But I'm also going to stick with the NFL this week. But I'm going to go to the Zebras, the refs. They have a very tough job, right? Their jobs have been made even harder trying to figure out what a catch is. What is roughing the passer? What is a late hit? What is helmet to helmet? But now they have to worry about taunting. This has been a great topic all season. A lot of people have been unleashing on this on their respective channels. But it was this clip from Ryan Clark on ESPN that really made me think about it differently. Let's roll that in. I think you can't make this call subjective. If there's going to be certain rules or certain things that are officiated in this, they need to be definitive. I need to know that I can't stare at people. I need to know that I can't flex my muscles. I need to know that what I've worked my entire life to do, the thing that I've stayed up from five in the morning till midnight every single night, the thing that I've gotten therapy and needles stuck from my neck to my ankles, the reason I've been in cold tubs and hot tubs every single morning, and the reason I've ran through film 80 million times was because so I can make that one play. Mm. mean to tell me on that one play I gotta calm all that down that went into this because somebody who can't do what I do who ain't never done what I've done Mm. and don't know what this feeling is like gets offended by it and I wish I freaking would that's right we can't have players celebrating and hurting grown men's feelings by taunting it's just horrible I mean it's it's these egos we have to think about we saw a critical taunting call in the Steelers Browns game that was just a few weeks ago on Cassius Marsh and honestly I'm still not sure what he did. I I, I don't know. I've watched it back a couple times. We've seen some taunting calls this season that weren't taunting. Like on a playground, they wouldn't call that. There are enough rules for the refs to worry about in the NFL. Taunting just shouldn't be one of them. What's next? Penalty flags for screaming too loud? Like seriously, we need to figure this out. And from Giannis's Unleashed, I think I figured this out. If your team is up 30 on the other team, right? A clear and cut rule. You can taunt as much as you want. In fact, you deserve to be taunted at that point. What do you think, Giannis? Do you think we solved yes. it? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, look, let them taunt. It's part, the theatrics are like fun for the fans to watch. The celebrations, yeah. the dances. I mean, it's the NFL. You know, they're not kids anymore. Like, if that's going to be a bad influence on kids, 
then, you know, maybe parents need to do a better job. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal. Let them celebrate. They're grown men. I mean, everyone's so sensitive nowadays. Well, that is top of the list of parenting advice that I need before May 14th. And I'm going to get more from you, Giannis Papas. Thank you so much. Another parent and someone who knows a lot more about the NFL than us is coming up. It is our guest, two-time Super Bowl champ, Brandon Jacobs. Let's say hello to Brandon. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion and the New York football giants all-time leader in career rushing touchdowns. Brandon Jacobs, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. What an honor to be here and ready to have some fun. Oh, yeah. You know, I mentioned Giannis might be a little starstruck to see you here. He's the biggest Giants fan I know. Giannis is the coolest guy on the planet, then. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're off to a great start. I mean, you know... This is like a dream come true. You're responsible for two of the greatest nights of my life, two of the greatest games in football history. It's just good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, man. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you for all the support over the years. And even though when things were ugly, guys like you sat in there and gave you the gift you deserve. Yes. Okay, now Giannis is just going to clip that and and play it on repeat around his house on speakers. You know, speaking of fans and interactions with fans, I saw a tweet where you were somewhere with your kids and someone asked for a picture and you said, I'm not Brandon Jacobs today. I really liked that. Can you elaborate on priorities when you're with your family versus your love for the fans? You know, depending on the person, that situation could get kind of ugly. You know, yeah. if they don't have a, a clear understanding or if they don't see people like me often, so they never get that opportunity again. So they kind of take it in a bad way, you know, but I'm, I am nice to them. I even put my hand on them and tell them, hey, listen, I'm not Brandon yeah. today. I'm dad, you know, because the thing that like some of the things that happen, which I don't mind taking the picture, even when I'm with my family at times, I don't mind taking the picture. But when there's a bunch of people around and I notice all these people looking at me crazy, I notice that. So if I stop and we was at Six Flags so every, and we was in Jersey, so I'm like, everybody really know who I was. So if yeah. I would have stopped taking one picture with that one person, I would have to be there all day taking pictures. And I'm, I wouldn't have got to enjoy my family, wouldn't have got the chance to enjoy some rides and stuff like that. So I just told everyone no, because I wasn't in that mode right then, you know, I was there to have fun with my family. Yeah. And I'm sure they got the message real quick. I mean, you know, you're, you're, as they would say, not a small guy. So it's like, if you told me, Hey, I'm dad today, I'm going to be like, you know what? I apologize, sir, (laughs) sir, (laughs) sir. I apologize. (laughs) But you get, but, but you get some people that's like, do you know how aggressive the New York, New Jersey people are? They're some aggressive people, you know, that's that's fair enough to say. Right. And oh, yeah, they go. Yeah, yeah. you know, some would don't mind telling you, like, all right, then blah, 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 or you suck anyway, you know, giant should be like stuff like that. Like, you hear it all, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, I just got to keep moving. You know, people got you know, entitled to feel the way they want to feel, especially when they'll get an opportunity to, to see someone often and they want to take advantage of the opportunity. I get that, you know, but I'm not screwing up my family time, but be out here taking pictures with 200 yeah. people. And I don't get a chance to enjoy my kids and, you know, my family. 
Yeah, I'm sure most of the feedback's been positive, though, right? I mean, you won two Super Bowls against the Evil Empire. So, like, I'm sure you got a lot of, hey, how you doing, Brandon? I love you. Can you kiss my wife or something? Would you baptize my child? I love you. Thank you for what you did. Come over. Can we get some pizza together, Brandon? Yeah. What's the craziest hey, what you, thing a fan has said to you? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow, Brandon? Come on over to the house. <laughs> we eat some nice Italian food. We'll sit there. We'll watch the Sopranos, and we'll just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> God. So it, it's all kind of stuff. Like I, like I, I got, I got invited to a wedding. I got invited to a birth of a child. What? Wow. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, they named the kid Brandon Jacob. Oh my God. Brandon Jacob. <laughs> Forgot the last name, but it ended with an O. Olivia. No, <laughs> the the last name it ended with an O. Brandon oh. Jacob J. J A C O B. Now, last name ended with an O. That's all I got. That's all uh, I can remember. But yeah, <laughs> was invited to the birth of that child. I was going to name my daughter. Scored the winning touchdown against Dallas Cowboys in the NFC champ. I was going to. I was going to name. I was going to name. I was going to name my daughter. Brandon Jacobs scored the winning touchdown against Dallas. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to name my daughter. And then Gigi just had a better ring. Yeah, I had a better <laughs> ring. My my wife wasn't too crazy about it. No, that's that, that, you know, and that's a really long name. Yeah, it's a really long name. So, kind of glad you didn't do that. You made <laughs> such an impact on so many people, Giannis included, for your time with the Giants. But you also made some headlines this summer when there mm-hmm. were rumors you were thinking of making a comeback as a defensive end. Why? What? And how close was this to happening? Well, I kind of backed up off of it now. I, really, though, you guys really want to know what it's about. Yep. So I was, we were out training, me and my kids. We were out training, was pushing the sled, doing some speed and agility. And I kind of had a moment where I'm like, dude, I wish you guys were older. Like, I wish your mom was with it. And I wish you'd have decided to have you guys when we were in college. Oh. Right? Which I tried to do that, but she wasn't feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't feeling it. So, um, you know, like, why? I said, well, because maybe you guys would have got a chance to see me play. And how heavy you guys are in the sports now. Like you I think you've really, really been impressed with what you saw you watched me play and oh. my team. And my youngest son says, Go back and play. I'm like, well, go back and play. I think you can do it. I said, I, if I do it, I have to go back at a defensive end. So why defensive end? Because it's just doing one thing. First first and second down, you squeezing down when the tackle leads to stopping the run. Third down, you're getting after the quarterback. It's simple. I think I'm faster than most of them now, stronger and bigger than most of them now. So I think I can do that. And that's how we got to where we were. You know, I got made some headlines, called my agent. Talk, I talked to my agent. You know, he reached out to some teams. You know, they had, they, they had some plan with it in the back of their mind, like the Lions and uh, the Chargers. Wow. Played with it a little bit, and uh, it just went away. And I stopped focusing on it and started coaching high school football and ne- ne- really never looked back. Wow. That's an incredible story. It's It piqued my interest on something you said that you wish your kids remembered you playing. My husband plays basketball. We're pregnant with our first right now. And we kind of sped it up a couple of years because of that reason. I said, I want mm-hmm. our kids to go see dad play a game. That's so cool to me and so unique. Mm-hmm. Do your kids have any recollection? Like how old's your oldest? My oldest is 14. So he was, he he was, Braden was seven years old when we moved here. And oh. thank God for YouTube. Yeah. Though. 
Like they go on there and they YouTube and they look at it, you know, but what I want them to see, they see highlights. I want them to see a whole game and how I respond throughout the course of a four quarter game with positive mm. and, and negative, you know, when dealing with adversity, when you think you're going to get cut type stuff. Yeah. Or when you get demoted or when they want to give you a pay cut, like how do you deal with it? I want them to see that part of it. Not so much the, the football. Cause like I said, it's YouTube. They can see that I'm all mm-hmm. over YouTube. So Mm-hmm. I just wanted them to be able to see the stuff I go through. And I think if they would have seen that, they would have had, like, they, they want to play football in the NFL, right? So I wanted them to have the whole gamut, the whole picture of what comes with that. So you could really make a decision off what you've seen and what you've learned from watching me go through it type thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, so that's the type of stuff I wish they would have been around for. Well, the good news is, is your stories aren't going anywhere. You can tell them your stories forever and, and yeah. so many lessons learned. But that, that's really well said. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. You've made uh, a, a few tweets I, I've seen recently where you talked about that defenses don't win championships. Can you elaborate <laughs> on? Because that's the, that's the adage that we always hear in sports is that defense wins championships. What do you mean by that? Well, when I asked, I said, does defense still win championships? Meaning... These high-scoring games. It seems like who has the last ball, who has the ball last. These high-scoring games. You got you got a team that scores sixty-two and another team scores fifty-eight points in the football game. That's the last person to have the ball. Did anybody get stopped the whole game? Is the defense even relevant in today's football? Is it? I mean, they, they line up in the spread. They're throwing the ball all around the field. They're doing all, like all of the different stuff. They add. They're putting all these points on the board really fast, like really fast-paced offense, and both. Teams run the same thing, and they score on all these points. Like, does defense really matter in today's football? Does it really? Or is it like who win, who get the coin toss and who get the ball at halftime, depending mm-hmm. on the game? Who turns the ball over here and there? Who drops, who tips the ball into an interception? Who fumbles it? Stuff like that changed the game. I wouldn't necessarily say that defense wins championships anymore. Wow. Has anything changed in the game that you can recognize that made that so? Well, I mean, for a team that can put the ball on the ground, let's say, for instance, the Tennessee Titans, when they had Derrick Henry, no longer have Derrick Henry. But when they had Derrick Henry, they wasn't putting up these numbers. That was these crazy numbers, like, you know, 45, 50 points. They wasn't putting those numbers up. They was going 28, you know, 31 points, stuff like that. That's normal. That's the only normal football team in the National Football League, you ask me, the Tennessee Titans. That's why I like watching them play. But hmm. when people started running the spread and running all this West Coast motion and jets and screens to the outside and dual threat quarterback, that kind of made everybody kind of get away from the old-fashioned running game, right? So the way those offenses came about is having the bigger guys on the field on defense have to cover a small wide receiver in the slot. So now, you know, so what do they do? They go out and they drive the outside linebacker that's six foot three, six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. There's no way in hell when I was playing the guy two hundred and fifteen pounds is gonna stop me. It's just never gonna happen. But those guys are effective now because they're not made to tackle. They're not made to come up and hit the lead blocker in a hole and stop the run. They're made to go out, flank out to the slot and cover the slot wide receiver and have a part of the coverage. Because they can run, they got size, they got long arms. So that's how they draft and guys you know, linebackers today. You know, they drafted fast, smaller defensive ends that's like 6'2", six, 6'3", two, six, 240 pounds that's using speed to get upfield to get to the quarterback. Those guys aren't stopping the run. 
those guys aren't going to stop a pulling guard from kicking them out. They're not going to stop that. So Tennessee Titans have stuck to that game plan from the 90s and the early 2000s, which is why they've been successful in the last couple of years. But it makes teams draft different. It makes teams draft different by the, the way they play an offense, especially for defense. Wow. Okay, you mentioned you're a high school coach now. Are you the head coach or OC? I am the assistant head coach, and I coach the running backs at St. Francis High School, okay. a really small private school in Alpharetta, Georgia. We just lost the first round of the playoffs on Saturday. Oh, and sorry. That was our first time having hosting a home playoff game in school history. So we're going up for huh. now. I think we're going to win a state championship the next three years. Oh, I like that. You're giving me Friday Night Light vibes. I'm loving it. Yes, now, I would think fun. coming from your position that dealing with high school talent and no disrespect to your guys, that would be really infuriating when you're playing with the best of the best at every position. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think, yes. we kinda, I think in our region, we kind of have that. We kind of yeah, have right. that. I think, I think in our region, the region that we're in, I think we've got the best quarterback. I think we've got the best running backs. I think we've got the best offensive line. I think we've got the best players, period. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue. They're 14 years old. Yeah. They have to go out and compete against 18-year-olds. So we had a, we had a rough season. We went 5-5. Five and five. We lost the first five games. and came back and ripped off five straight in our region. And we got, got a second. We took second in the region and, and ended up getting a home playoff game. And I think because we had 18 freshmen, 17, well, 18 freshmen on the team, and 12 of them were, those guys were starting out of 40 players. We're only losing. We have four seniors. Two of them really played. So we're only losing two guys. Coming in the next year, we got these the same young team that we bring back. We got two top office alignment in there that got offers from all kinds of people, and we're just gonna keep building. And like January we come, we're gonna hit the weight room. We're gonna get stronger. We're gonna get faster. We're gonna get after it. We're gonna. I want to see how I want to see how bad they want it. Boy, you already sound you ever, like a coach. You sound you sound like yeah. you've been doing this for years. <laughs> well, this is my fourth year coaching high school football. This is my fourth year. I love it. I love it. I got a great head coach, Coach Frank Barr, and um. Great guy, older guy. You know, he's an old-fashioned guy. So I'm the bridge between him mm-hmm. and the kids. Yep. I'm the bridge. He thinks you got to do this and do, do, do that. I'm like, coach, okay, hold, hold on. These guys mm-hmm. are different. It's a different era. Let's go at it like this. Ah, uh, yeah, you That's right. important. And we work together on it. You know, like he's more Coach Coughlin, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I'm the bridge. So I kind of tell them what coach expected of you. Remember, here, coach, we work pretty good together. Speaking of Tom Coughlin, as everyone knows, you were part of two of the most exciting Super Bowls ever, came out on top. He seemed to have Belichick's number. What was it that Tom Coughlin prepared? Like, what was it in the preparation? How was he able to take down that Goliath two years? Well, discipline and toughness, right? And what we knew, the Patriots had the discipline. Mm. They had that, but they did not have the toughness. Wow. And Coach Coughlin would always say, look at the guys that throw the ball all around. Nobody hit them in their mouth. Wide receivers mm. are catching the ball, falling to the ground, and they touching them. How about somebody spear his ass when he go down there? How about somebody do that? <laughs> How about somebody lay some helmet and shoulder pads on somebody out there? Hey, let's get Tom Brady thinking if he really want to drop back and throw the football. Hit him at all costs. Mm. Any opportunity you get to hit him, hit him. Hit him cut the office alignment down, like stuff like that, create a hole, like toughness. So that's what we did. We went out there and we hit him, we hit him, we hit him, we bumped into him after the play, we pushed him, we talked noise to him, we did all of that. So I think it was more like more 
like putting our toughness down and more intimidating because they were the, the head honcho of the NFL. Like, who's going to talk and treat the Patriots this way? Oh, my God. I, mm. I, I, I dare they to do that to the Patriots, right? So we didn't care right. about that. We didn't care about that. We, we just know we had to go out and be tougher than them. We had to get up off the ground every time. <laughs> Did you ever try to kick a field goal between Michael Strahan's teeth? <laughs> no, I never tried. <laughs> I never tried to do that, but the money... That gap has made that man is yeah. crazy. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Like that that like that dude it was born with a with a with a bank. Yeah. That gap. That, you know, and, not, and, and not it's just the gap when straight hand is one of the uh, straight hand is an astronomical man, mm-hmm. great leader. Uh he's busted his ass to be where he is. He's gotten everything he deserved. Going, we went through a lot of stuff early on, and he's just bounced back from it, man. I mean, Strahan is the epitome of that dude. You know, he is that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by Michael Strahan. I listen to him anytime he's on another podcast because I'm not sure when the man sleeps with his GMA obligations, mm-hmm. hopping back and forth, coast to coast, his, you know, suit line, all of this. And I mean, what was he like back in the day as a player? Like, do you think as an entrepreneur and media personality, it's even dialed up sharper than ever? Or was he always like this? He was always like this, but I'm, I'm wow. not sure. I can't, I, I'm not, I can't tell you whether he was working on this stuff when he was playing or not. Because he was dedicated to us. Yeah. He gave us him for three years. He gave us him. Every week, gave us him. Gave us everything he had. So I'm not sure if he had anything extra going on at that time. Maybe he mm-hmm. had some stuff set up to jump right into. But he gave he gave us him. He gave us the guy we needed. So I, like I said, and if he was doing all of that while giving us the guy we needed, the straight hand that we yeah. needed, then he'd be, he's always been busy. No, I think the least busy he ever was was when he was playing football. The man is crazy busy now. Right, right. So he's earned everything he's getting. I mean, a guy, that's, that's kind of who I want to be like. You know, I started wow. doing this stuff with ESPN this year, calling college games and stuff like that. Yeah. I was hoping I get another opportunity next year. I want to start my own podcast. I got all this equipment right here in my basement right now. I just never happened to come down and set up anything. Lights, uh, speakers, uh, you know, like everything. To set up for my podcast, I just just procrastinating, I guess. Yeah, you'll you'll get around to it. You're a busy man too. I wanted to ask you about calling college football games. I've been at ESPN the last five years, doing the same as a sideline reporter, mm-hmm. and this year I'm only doing the SEC championship, and I'm really really looking forward to that. I went to Georgia, but what people don't realize about a game broadcast, and I'm curious if you didn't know this until you got into it, is all the people it takes to put this thing on air. And all of the prep it takes all week to put this thing on air. What were your biggest surprises when you finally got in the booth and did it? Realizing how easy it really was because they're giving you all of this information, right? <laughs> and when I was watching the game, that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Don't tell no, people no, it's easy. No, no, listen, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I promise. <laughs> Given my this, these cards and stuff with every player and bold on it, yeah. That's for the season, you know, what they did last week. And it's right here on the table in front of you. And I'm me in the broadcasting booth. I'm not seeing on TV until the be- from the beginning to halftime, right? And maybe the end of the game. So I can sit there and read and rip this stuff off, rip, rip, you, know, you know, rip this stuff off. Now, the difficult part that I did not know happened, the men in the truck, the men in the truck. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, when I did the two games at Texas Tech, we didn't have the men in the truck. Our broadcasting was off-site. 
that was in Las Remote, Vegas. Yeah. So that created a little bit of a delay from the TV <laughs> to us talking. So we had to wait. And all these different buttons that you have to press for replay, playback, your your cough button you press, you cough, like all kinds of different stuff. I had like 10 different people in my head said, telling me, okay, Brandon, you talk about this when we come off a commercial or talk about that play when we come off commercial. Hey, go back and look at this and which angle you wanted. Uh, well, I wanted at the end zone shot behind the defense. It was a passing touchdown. So I need to see and be able to analyze how that touchdown came in the passing game to break down in the coverage. So I need it yeah. behind the defense. So they're giving you all of this stuff and you got to ask for this stuff while the game's going on. And you got to press all these different buttons and all these different people <laughs> talking to you. It's crazy yeah. the amount of people that it takes to be able to do that. And all of these games on TV, they got to have a bunch of people working. Cause yeah. I mean, I probably had, we probably had about 10 to 15 different guys working out. Mm -hmm. And that's just one game. It's one game. So that's a small crew. Yeah. That's a, that's a small crew. So think about all the other games, all the other games that they may have that may be 30 guys, 35 guys working. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of work, you know, but I, what I meant easy is it's like to give you the information to talk about. So that's so that's just about it. But I really enjoyed it, and I wish, um, you know, coming around the next year, I get a, I get another opportunity. Yeah. See, I never got those cards with all the stats on it. I always had to do my own. Well, what the hell? You're a sideline <laughs> reporter, though. Like you're a sideline person. Like you're going to be on TV and stuff like that. Hustle, man. You're going to get information from you know the coaches mm -hmm. during like before the game and halftime and put them on like like that. Your job is is kind of hard. It's hard. I don't think I can do your well, job. Some would say it's really hard. It's hard, though. I'm I think it is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Giannis is just loving this episode. This is the Giannis uh, episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to be, I think I want to be a sports reporter after this. Hey. Yeah, it's easy. Anyone can do it. Go I'm going to stop doing comedy. I'm, I'm going to be a sports reporter. Just make sure you go in the booth. Because that, that sideline stuff, yeah. is, stuff is, is not easy. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you before we get to uh, Giants questions because we got a few of those. But you mentioned Derrick Henry. You guys were, uh, were two big, fast, bruising backs. If it was between you and him, and you were in a sumo wrestling contest, who's pushing who out more? Who's winning? Who's winning between you and Derrick Henry? Well, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I think he would win. Here's why. Not that he's tougher than me, because I don't think that's the case. But he trains like no one I've ever seen in my life. I've never trained like that. I've never did some of the things he does, the type of training he does. You know what I, You know what my training was? Making sure I had good wind, make sure I was strong. I didn't run up hills with resistance. I didn't have a weight vest on, <laughs> jumping over stuff. I wasn't doing the type of stuff that he's doing to get ready for a season. I was just making sure I was in shape and my weight was down and make sure I was strong. So I, I got to give him the edge when it comes to that. Now, boxing-wise, wouldn't he be close? <laughs> you tag him up, you touch him, you stretch him out? Boxing-wise, he he probably stronger, <laughs> you know, have leverage because I'm an inch taller than him. So I'll give him the sumo wrestling match. I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's talk Giants. And those Super Bowls, because just for me, it really is nice to think about. It was beautiful. They were the two biggest upsets, maybe, uh, you know, of all time. What were some of your favorite moments in those games? Leading up to the game, when, like right away, the first Super Bowl, when we beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game, oh. the fun stuff started to come. 
started getting all this information about Super Bowl, you know, having to go and stay in Arizona for a week and use the Arizona Cardinals facilities and, you know, so on and so forth. That that stuff was really fun. But coming leading up to the week and, you know, going through practicing and everybody's excited and, you know, coming out to the game, these interviews, these, these guys started doing and, you know, Tom Brady talking and Randy Moss talking and Plexico Birds doing his thing. It made it so much fun for me because I was that guy mm. who was talking. So, okay, well, now I've got other people talking. Oh, this is about to be fun. <laughs> you know, but the Super Bowls were no question, man. That's one of the greatest times of my life. You know, going through the week and just spending time with your teammates off-site from your regular facility, going around Phoenix, you know, just having fun, man. It just, you know knowing you 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 got this mission that you have to complete you know and it was it was awesome man it was it was it was a time of my life that probably I, a lot of people won't ever be able to experience that's incredible i know we talked about strahan i also wanted to ask you about another teammate eli manning i'm sure a lot of your high school players ask you about eli or the mannings in general mm-hmm. what was eli like in the huddle and what was he like super bowl week eli in the huddle he's you know he's a guy that comes in like hey man okay Let's go. No mistakes. Let's minimize the mistakes and turnovers. Let's just do what we need to do. Everybody do their job, and we're going to win the game, right? If everybody do what they're supposed to do on every play, we're going to win the game, right? That's the way it goes. Now, Eli was a guy who was kind of calm, low-key demeanor. He wasn't that vocal leader unless he was pissed, you know, unless somebody just keep doing something wrong. Like, he got on me one time. I missed a blitz in practice. And I'm like, all right, E, I got you, I got you, I got you. Well, they kind of disguised the coverage a, a little bit on that Sunday. I missed the same blitz. Oh, man. Man. He went on, like, he was, like, he didn't demean, like, he didn't demean my person, you know, my character that all, but he just made sure I knew that he was upset with me. <laughs> and um, Eli, like I said, he's a quiet leader. He's a quiet leader. He don't say much. He gave that to me. I was the vocal leader. I was the emotional leader of the team because that's just what, you know, just, just what it was. Like, after Strahan left, we didn't have that vocal guy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took that over. So, but Eli is uh, this calm guy. He want to think straight. You know, he ain't got time for the rah-rah. He ain't got time for none of that. You guys go over there and do the rah-rah while I go get this clipboard and see what we got next. You know? Wow, I like so, that. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Like, me, with my personality, I don't think I could have played with any other quarterback other than Eli. I couldn't play with Phillip Rivers. Mm. Right? I couldn't play with a guy like that. Right, because I'm seeing him grab his teammates, I'm seeing him push his teammates, I'm seeing him do all of that. I'm not cut for that. So mm-hmm. Eli's demeanor was perfect for me to have as a teammate, and why? Why I wouldn't pick no other person to play to be my quarterback other than him. What do you think of the Manning cast, and is the curse real? Because every player that goes on, their team loses the next week. They're all the new Madden. They say <laughs> they're all the new Madden cover. Madden curse. <laughs> But uh, I think that show is hilarious. Yeah. People keep telling me that I need to try to get on that show. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's got to be somebody that they want on the show. You got to, you know, can't just say, hey, let me, you know, let me get on. Like, people think that I could just make these calls and just make stuff happen. That's right. not the case. I think the show is, is hilarious, and I think they're doing an awesome job. And I think they, they definitely have some longevity with that show. For years to come, I think they'll be out there, and, and they'll have a lot of views. I, I love watching them. Giants coming up against... Your old nemesis, <laughs> the Bucks. They're about to play. Do the Giants have a chance? 
Well, this coming week. Well, from the looks of things right now, I think Tampa dropped their last two. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the Giants have won their last two. So I'm not quite sure if Tampa is going to be in the mind frame of an easy game or not because of the Giants record and how they started the season. But I do definitely think if we can move the ball offensively on the ground, I think we got a chance to win outside because I don't think I don't think there's a lot of people. I mean, I, is all our wide receivers still hurt? I don't know if Sterling is, but I saw at running back Saquon's practicing this week, and the yeah. Giants are fresh off a of bye, and they beat the Raiders the week before. So a little momentum in New York. Yeah, a little momentum. They they went down to the, the I would say they went two in a row. They they went down to the wire with Kansas City. Yeah, they did. Which who's a really good football team, and I'm not sure what's wrong with their team right now at this point, but. Really good, talented football team who played in the Super Bowl the last two years. Mm-hmm. So I think the Giants, I think they, they played with them pretty well. Um, I, I, I think they can beat Tampa if they can get Brady on the ground, right? I think they can get Tom Brady on the ground. I think we'll be okay. He's been throwing a ton of picks lately. Mm-hmm. They look kind of vulnerable. I got to say, that would be quite the upset if the Giants could pull that one off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of the Giants, we have a little game that we want to play with you. Mm-hmm. Are you game to play our game? I'm game to play your game. Okay, cool. It's a, it's a quick game. Are you familiar at all with the late 80s, early 90s Brooklyn alt-rock band called They Might Be Giants? No, we can't play that game. I'm not familiar with that. I was, Neither am I. I've I never heard in, of them. I was born in 1982 and never listened to rock. Well, it's not important. We don't need to know who they are because in this game, since you spent a majority of your career with the New York Giants, we are going to test your knowledge of their players. So we're going to give you a name. You'll have to tell us if they were a giant or not. So the game is called They Might Be Giants. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, let's start with an easy one. Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner. He was a giant. Absolutely. 2000. One, uh, uh, 2002, four, I want to say. Not sure. No, it was just one season, season, 2004, 2004, right before Eli Manning came in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got it. You got one. (laughs) All right. He lost the heavyweight championship to a guy named Hulk Hogan, and his first name was Andre. No. Was he a giant? He's a giant, but he wasn't a New York giant. (laughs) Right. He had giantism. He was from France. (laughs) That's okay. Okay, what about cornerback Antonio Cromartie? No, wasn't a giant. Very good. You're you're two right. for my take. Antonio played for the Chargers, Jets, Cardinals, and Colts. Okay, how about this one? Hall of Fame kicker, and I'll try to say this Swedish, Morten Andersson. No. Oh, he did play with the Giants, but I remember Martin Anderson when he was with the Saints. Yeah, one uh, season, two thousand one. He was a giant. Two thousand one, he was a giant. Yeah, okay. I remember him from the yeah. game. But you know what? I get it though. Kickers are easy to forget. Oh man, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I love my guy yeah. Lawrence Times. My guy, I, I, I can tell you all the guys I played with. I played with Lawrence Times and I played with Jay Feely. Both two great guys. Hmm. I like that. Okay, this one's kind of a trick question. Hall of Fame cornerback Deion Sanders. No. No giant. Well, kind of. He never played for the New York Giants. He played for the San Francisco Giants. Ah, Told you he was a giant. Ah. Oh, so now there's those kind of twists in this game now. Yep. Okay, yeah. Giants, okay, just Giants. You never see a New York Giants. Okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing if you're paying attention. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, how about this one? Running back and Madden 12 cover athlete Peyton Hills. Peyton Hills did play with the Giants. I played with him. There you right. go. Mm-hmm. There it is. 2013, 2014. Yeah. My last season. Mm-hmm. Okay, linebacker James Harrison. No. Very good. Never he played, played Steelers, Bengals, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Very good. I don't I don't even remember him with the the Bengals. That might have been one season. All right, final there they might be Giants. This is another trick uh question here. So I'm just I'm giving I'm giving you a little help there. This is Buster Posey. Buster Posey, Buster Posey, Posey, Buster, Buster Posey. <laughs> trick question. Yeah, you got me with that one. I don't know that. Yeah. I guess we were just testing your baseball knowledge because he was a recently retired catcher uh, uh, and he was on the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, so, no, I you know. that. no, I did know that when you said <laughs> trick question. I yes, knew he was a giant. Guys, I know, but I just, like I said, was thinking, like, I don't, I don't know, because I don't know a lot about baseball. Yeah. Ah, uh, who needs to? I just know they make all of this money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I was about to say the the two things I learned about you is you don't like rock music and you do not know or like baseball. <laughs> I've been an Atlanta Braves fan since the nineties. Ever since I can remember anything about baseball, and I've been liking the Braves ever since. And we are world champions, obviously. Yep. Yes. So that's the only team I really pay attention to. Well, I would say you do know your Giants, Brandon. You played really well in that game. So thanks so much for playing along with us. Everyone, you can follow Brandon Jacobs on Twitter at BrandonJacobs27. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for having me. It was fun. Awesome. Time to get to this weekend's action. Let's bring in BetMGM betting expert Peter Andrew. Peter, 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 we have got to get to this last weekend of games. Oh my gosh, was it crazy. I think the craziest games for me were Monday Night Football, 49ers whooping the Rams, Cowboys blowing out the Falcons, 43-3, Chiefs cooking the Raiders, 41-14, Bills and the Jets, but that one I guess we could have seen coming, 45-17. But what did you see in last weekend's games? Yeah, so we took a little bit of a beating for most of the weekend. So uh, everything went the better's way, which is a good thing. Last night saved us a little bit. Pretty impressive by my Niners. Just let you know, Aaron Donald, 0-5 since he made that comment asking who Debo Samuel was. So uh, (laughs) just saying, just saying, maybe maybe time (laughs) to start recognizing. But yeah, it it was a crazy week. I think you looked at the Green Bay game. Green Bay looked fairly impressive. Obviously, Chiefs came into Las Vegas and blew the Raiders out of the water, the Cowboys game, the Bills game. There was there were some interesting scores last week. So it was exciting. And again, we had a couple of good weeks yeah. on our hand. It's nice to see the customers get one back on us. So it was, it was a fun week. Do you think the 49ers are going to be calling ODB and just thanking him for going to Los Angeles? Is there is he the Carmelo Anthony of football? 
1,000% yes. Once I saw that they signed him, and then obviously it's unfortunate Robert Woods tearing his ACL. But once I saw them get Odell Beckham, I knew we had that game under <laughs> under control. Niners now a game out of a playoff spot, which is really intriguing. Crazy. Considering how bad they've played, and they go into Jacksonville next week, which mm-hmm. is obviously a winnable game. So they're back. So I'm, I'm excited again. And wait, Giannis, you're going to love this. You know why the Chiefs won? Did Jackson Mahomes, he, was, he wasn't there? He was in Scottsdale and also Patrick's fiance. See, this is what I'm here for. This is all the juice. Patrick's fiance, Brittany, took down every picture on her Instagram with Jackson in it. So something is going on. They probably listened to Unleashed and they figure that they need to make a change. But that's why the Chiefs are back, baby. Yeah. Is that why the Panthers smoked the Cardinals? Because Jackson Mahomes was in Arizona. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, I love it. Yeah, we can probably do a Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation to whoever's connected to Jackson Mahomes or Odell Beckham Jr. is just going to start losing. (laughs) I wouldn't mind if this podcast just became a Jackson Mahomes roast, too. I'm all here for it. All in good fun. Like, never want anything actually to happen in the family. But, man, is he annoying. That's all it is. Okay, Pete, let's get to this weekend's games. Have you picked your three? We have no idea. Punishment picks. No idea. Uh, I have three good ones here, and I think it's a really good slate. It's a couple of the games, but first one I have on the list, Colts plus seven on the road versus the Bills. So at, at Buffalo, Jonathan Taylor looks like a, a new man these last couple of weeks. Really, really impressive. But you got to see the Bills, albeit against the Jets. Stefan Diggs looks like he's coming out of his shell a bit. Um, he had 165 and a touchdown. So it's an interesting matchup, and I think two of the better teams uh, in the AFC. What do you guys like there? Mm, I like the Bills. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they looked so good. They, you know, they took their loss. They bounced back. You know, they, the, the momentum. They just looked too good against the Jets. I mean, granted, they were playing the Jets, and like we said, maybe the Jets shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. But um, they, I just, they just look good. I'm going with the Bills, baby. I'm going with the Colts. Um, Merrill Hodge, he even said they were one of the most impressive teams that aren't getting a lot of attention, the Colts are. And you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, but they've got some weapons. And we've seen every week they can pull off upsets. They can put up points. I like the Colts because you never know what you're going to get with them. Yeah, I think it all comes down to Carson Wentz. If he makes that terrible interception, they go as far as he does. But great defense, obviously great, great running attack. So, yeah, okay. Second matchup, we just mentioned Cam Newton. Washington football team plus three and a half at Carolina. Cam's re-debut back home. So the three and a half point favorites. What do you like there? Mm. You want to go beauty, beauty before before Greekness? Go. Okay. <laughs> I was say beauty before what? <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure on this one. The line's three and a half favoring Carolina. This is tough. I love Cam Newton. I loved watching him last week. Superman's back. I just... I don't know. I've anytime there's a quarterback switch, they always are successful because the team didn't scout for him, didn't plan with him. He signed with Carolina kind of later in the week. So I don't know. I think Washington will be ready for Cam Newton. I guess I'm going to take the underdog Washington football team. Okay, damn. Uh, let's go with, uh, you know, this one's a three and a half. You know what? This one's a toss up for me. So I'll just disagree with Olivia and I'll go with the Panthers. 
I loved the way Washington looked, but you know, yeah, let's go with the return of Cam. He's not ready yet, but he'll come in and run. He'll he'll he'll, he'll be Cam. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. Chase Young, obviously, he's an ending injury. It would have been interesting to see him against Cam this week. Mm-hmm. Won't get that, obviously, but I think that'll be a really intriguing game. Last one, as usual, close to home for for Olivia. Cowboys. I think this Oof. is game of the week. Cowboys plus two and a half at Kansas City. What do you guys like there? I think I know what one person likes. This should be the Sunday night game. This is not. This is at 325. Man, Giannis, you go first. Cowboys at Chiefs. Oh man. I can't, I can't, I'm a, I'm a giant fan. I can't, I can't pick the cow. Mm-hmm. I just can't do the Cowboys. I can't do it. I, you know what? I'm going with, uh, we've been making a lot of fun about Jackson Mahomes, but you know what? The Chiefs actually look like they've pulled it together. They mm-hmm. are starting to play like the Chiefs of old. I, I would normally ask where Jackson Mahomes is going to be before I make this pick to find out if he's going to be in, in town, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. That's where I really need to get my journalist hat on is I need to do some investigative reporting to see if he's landed back at MCI airport yet and see. (laughs) I am going to take the Chiefs. I do think they look so impressive. I mean, Dallas looked impressive last week, too. I don't know. This is tough. But I think the Chiefs got it together. I feel like they are a winning team. And it's been such an aberration. There's been drama. There's been confusion. I think they're back now. And I like it. Hey, Peter, also, there's something I have to tell you because I was texting you this weekend about my amazing bet that I thought I was going to like put my house on this one. (laughs) And it didn't hit. Listen to this, Giannis. At 12 to 1 odds, plus 1,200, I was driving through Iowa as Sam and I were driving from Wisconsin to Kansas City and Iowa is a legal gambling state. So I whip out my BetMGM app and I'm seeing where I can put some money. And I put 50 bucks on Baker Mayfield to score a touchdown, but the Patriots to win. Well, the thing is, it happened, and I thought I was going to win 650 bucks, but it had to be a rushing touchdown. And as you know, he scored the first touchdown of the game, was a passing touchdown, and here I am celebrating. Thank God I wasn't in a bar. Thank God I'm knocked up, and I wasn't like, drinks on me, because <laughs> I would have. Uh, so I am so mad about that. But Peter, I, I was texting you. I said, does passing touchdown count? <laughs> I, uh, I was mid-flight, and I think I saw that message, and I was like, oh boy. I was like, I don't know if I have it. <laughs> Like, how do I tell her no? I was like, I don't think I could tell her this this bad news here, but uh, that's a tough one. Um, It should say rushing touchdown, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. We'll give you a winner this weekend. We'll get you back in the in the green. So I'm I'm confident we'll give you something. Maybe we'll share it on social. Peter, Olivia had to tell you something, and I have to tell you something too. I'm pregnant. We're all pregnant. This show is completely pregnant. I got a baby inside me and the father is Sam. I'm sorry, Olivia. I'm sorry to tell you this way. I'm sorry. Men can get pregnant and somehow with his magic piece, he got me pregnant. I got to make sure the fiance doesn't listen to this podcast. Yes. We might uh, we might look to go free for yes. free at the, the jealousy right here. So uh I, I don't know otherwise what to say there, but congratulations, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. I will say pregnancy is contagious. Once one friend does it, then another one, then another one. Pregnancy is contagious. So you guys have been warned. Yeah, especially with that sexy Wisconsin kid. I mean, yeah, yeah preg- preg- you, you stand next to that kid, you get pregnant. He's like COVID. I did just see that Sheboygan ad for the food drive. So I, I can agree with Giannis there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you thought he you thought he was just emoting sexiness in the Sheboygan food bank commercial. 
Didn't even look at the left side of the screen. I was just staring at Sam. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see if our producers cut that part too, because we have gone off the rails. <laughs> Okay, well, that is our show. It's weird. Every week it's weird. And we appreciate you guys being weird with us and listening to us. Don't forget to follow at BetMGM on Twitter so you can submit your bad beat of the week. Every week we announce our winner that's on the podcast. You've got to listen to it to find out if you won $100 in free bets at BetMGM. This is my least favorite part of the show. This is because I lost our punishment picks. Giannis gets to write the outro, and I have to read it without even looking. But after everything we've just talked about, I can't imagine it gets much worse. So here we go. Yo, what's up, family? This is OHD. Yeah, you know me. You know what I'm saying, dog? Please get my new album and mixtape coming out soon called Get That Sports Journo Shmoney. I fire mad shots at ESPN and Fox, drop fire bars, and listen, any reporters want to step to me, I'll drop mad sports knowledge on you. I run sports journalism, Katie Nolan, Aaron Andrews, Laura Rutledge, etc. I don't know what that means. I like to call you etc. because you etc. to me. You mean nada. Don't step to this. You don't want this smoke. But I'm OHD and I want all the smoke. You hear that, Doris Burke, Carissa Thompson, Pam Oliver, Sage Steele, Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols, etc., etc. I'm calling you out personally. You want a battle? Well, come get this. I say, this is a long one, Giannis. This is not fair. I say it again. You do not want this smoke. I'll drop mad bars on you. I got all the pig skin. And round ball knowledge. You feel me? This is way too long. This is not fair. You only won like one game. I was having too much fun. (laughs) I run this sports journalism shit. You all a bunch of lames with zero spot game. I'm the queen OHD and I'm out, bitches. Yo, what's up? Yo, there's beef. Yo, fire. Olivia Holland Decker wants that smoke, you heard? With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.